Only 11% of our minority females are in a STEM-related field. Well, we need to change that narrative. Girls Who Game is an extracurricular program that really empowers girls to develop and strengthen their STEM skills as well as their global competencies. The topic for today's podcast is Girls Who Game, Equity in STEM, a conversation with Dr. Kendall Latham. Unpacking Education is brought to you by Avid.org. Avid believes every learner can develop student agency. To learn more about Avid, visit their website at avid.org. Welcome to Unpacking Education, the podcast where we explore current issues and best practices in education. I'm Rena Clark. I'm Paul Beckerman. And I'm Winston Benjamin. We are educators, and we're here to share insights and actionable strategies. Education is our passport to the future. Our quote for today is from Alicia Ramos, senior front-end designer at Vox Media. She says, It's not enough to be aware of the possibilities. You have to believe that your goals are attainable. First, can you see yourself Picture yourself as an engineer. Paula, what do you think about that quote? The part that resonates with me is that you have to be able to picture yourself in the role before that possibility seems real to you, before you think that you can even strive for that. If you can't see yourself doing it, it's not a possibility. It's like it doesn't exist. Maybe it's a possibility for somebody else, but not for me because I can't see myself there. So it really reminds me that we need to make sure our students can see themselves in a wide variety of roles and careers so that those possibilities do become real for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited today because <clears throat> we have a guest that's going to talk to us a bit about this. So with us today is Kendall Latham. She is a senior K-12 educational strategist at Dell Technologies, and she's been involved with Girls Who Game since 2019. So, Kendall, could you go ahead and just tell Woo-hoo. our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, first and foremost, I'm an educator at heart. So I got my start in 2002 in a middle school classroom. Um, I've had various district positions. I have a PhD in urban education with a focus in literacy. So prior to joining Dell, majority of my work was really working with underserved populations and really providing opportunities for them and broaden their awareness and really helping them think through a potential pathway to create career and future readiness. Um, I'm also the mom of three. And one of those is uh, a daughter who is eight years old. So very, very passionate about Girls Who Game, not only for, you know, we think about globally empowering communities, but also on a personal level, because I do have a, a young daughter that I'm hoping will eventually go down the STEM pathway as well. Yes, I have a a nine-year-old daughter, my own self, very close and personal to my own heart. Um, And when I hear her talking about how she sees herself as a scientist or just makes my heart happy. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So could you just tell us a little bit more about what is Girls Who Game and what is its purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Girls Who Game is an extracurricular program that really empowers girls to develop and strengthen their STEM skills as well as their global competencies. So critical thinking and collaboration, creativity, innovation, but then to be able to do it in a safe and supportive community. And the program really 
the foundational piece of the program um, is on three pillars. So one, authentic application. So what does that mean? Well, our girls are given a challenge uh, to work through based off the UN Sustainable Goals. So it's an authentic application, right? So they're really thinking about how can we solve a problem um, that's either linked to our community or globally, um, and they're doing that within Minecraft EDU. So, you know, Minecraft is cool. Kids love Minecraft, but then when we connect it to actually developing their global competencies, developing their computational thinking, it just adds an extra layer to it. Second pillar is girl-centric ecosystem. So, so often, um, if we take a look at girls in computer science classes or in STEM classes in high school, they're often filled with males, right? And so we really want, at a young age, want to get girls to build their self-confidence, to feel like that they can learn from and with each other. And so we we do that within a girl-centric ecosystem. And then the third pillar is mentorship. So as you guys kind of talked about earlier, that it really is this idea is if they can see it, they can be it. So part of our program is that the girls have an opportunity to have a mentor. They have an opportunity to learn about potential career pathways. They have an opportunity to develop their leadership skills um, with a mentor. And I know you're talking about how you're trying to build opportunities for girls to be part of those classrooms, which we said historically tend to be male heavy. Um, But why is it so important in STEM, especially um, that there's equity? And how does this program help to improve that in the STEM fields? Oh my goodness. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about workforce, right? So when we when we look at the stats, females represent 50% of the workforce. But then if we look at STEM specific fields, we're there we're only 28% within STEM fields. And then if we look at minority females, only 11%, right? That is shocking to think that only 11% of our minority females are in a STEM-related field. Well, we need to change that narrative. And the research is really clear that we can't wait until high school. High school's too late. We really have to start at an early age. And so that sweet spot is really grades four through eight. And so with Girls Who Game, we target grades four through eight because if we can get them interested and excited in STEM during that time period, the likelihood that they're gonna stay that pathway is pretty high. Um, And so it's just really important that, you know, we get them early, but then we also connect to their interests. So it's not just we expose them to STEM fields, but we're connecting to stuff that they're passionate about. And so that's really where the UN Sustainable Goals come in and really connecting to their community, um, connecting to their school experiences as well, too. So, you know, we really that sweet spot is so important to us that we say, hey, we want to get them early. We want to keep them in. And it seems like if it's something authentic then and connected to them, then they can actually see themselves in that, like uh, we talked about a little bit. A hundred percent. Like, they're not just building in Minecraft because it's cool, but they're actually building to solve a problem in their community. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And you talked several times now. You mentioned models, role models, mm. mentors. Can you give us kind of a snapshot of how that mentorship actually looks in yeah. practice in your program? Yeah, and we've learned a lot. Um You know, some of the feedback that we got was we needed to have multiple opportunities, not only for the mentors, but also for the mentees to come in and be part of part of it. Um, And, it, you know, everybody has a different time commitment. So um, a couple examples we have, you can be a one one on one mentor. That means one female 
to one either Dell, Microsoft, or Intel mentor. We also have a one to club um, where it's not as a heavy lift for the clubs because sometimes it, when clubs are just getting started with Girls Who Game, they feel like it's a lot, right? And they don't want to add anything else on their plate. So they'll say, hey, we just want one mentor to support all 12 girls within the program. We also use Flipgrid um, where mentors can come in and in under five minutes, they can record their career pathway and share their experiences. And that video gallery is open to all of our clubs. Um, and we just continue to add to it every cohort. And so now we have a repository of over 500 videos for the girls to go in and take a look at different career pathways. I love that idea about building that library of role models kind of so people can grasp it on demand so let's say somebody loves what they're hearing here and they want to get involved. How can somebody get involved in Girls Who Game? Well, first off, spread the word, right? So we're, we're small <laughs> but mighty. I mean, we our program got started in 2019 in Canada and we moved down in the fall of 2019 to the U.S. Um, and so, you know, the biggest thing is we just say spread the word. Um, but also if you go to Dell.com, you can find our Girls Who Game program there as well um, to learn more about it, to if you you want to sign up to be a mentor um if you you know want to say if you've got a girl if you've got a daughter or you're um an educator and you say hey i want to start a girls who game club at my school go there reach out to us our email is there as well too um but you can also email us at girls who game uh, at dell.com as well okay i know what i'll be checking out later so beyond girls who game, what could a teacher or school leader consider or know if they want to get started, maybe take a baby step so that they can bring more equity to a STEM program? Yeah, so I think with girls who game, one of the things that we always offer is we have a big celebration at the end of our cohort. And so anybody who's interested in saying, hey, I want to learn a little bit more, we say, hey, come to our celebration event. It's a virtual event. Um, it's put on by the girls. So they run the entire event. Um, we have guest speakers as well, too. And so that's just an opportunity for them to come in and just learn a little bit about the program. We also often offer um, kind of shadowing opportunities. So if I am a school leader, and I think this might be something good for my school, but I'm not ready to take the next step, then you can come in shadow. And so you can see a program running. We also have professional learning to really support our clubs. And so we say, hey, come into professional learning session and just see what these teachers are learning, see what the girls are learning and see how they're using the design thinking process to really conduct their build within Minecraft. Um, and I would also say too, one of the things that I love so much about this program is it's not a one size fits all. It really is customized based off of different needs. So if we've got somebody that's interested, I usually sit down and I say, hey, tell me more. Why are you interested in Girls Who Game? Why do you think this might be a good fit? And then once they kind of open up, then we kind of say, okay, well, let's, could we do this? Could we brainstorm? Could we figure out how to navigate? Because the biggest thing, again, is we ultimately want to scale this program to support all communities, not just the few communities that we're, we're reaching right now. Yeah, you did say you started in 2019, mm -hmm. rather small, but how is the program going and what has the response been like so far? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we had a little kind of, you know, pandemic in March 2020, <laughs> um, you know, and so, so many clubs and sports had to shut down, but Girls Who Game 
we never stopped. Now, we had to, you know, switch some things up. We learned a lot, but really we have expanded so much. We now have over 300 clubs. Um, we have supported 3,000 girls in four countries and three languages. So when we think about a program, at, you know, t- fall 2019 was our first cohort in the U.S. Then we had the pandemic. I mean, we're just looking at so much opportunity that actually, you know, Girls Who Game was able to thrive during the pandemic, which I don't know that many programs were able to say that, right? But it was because of the opportunity mm-hmm. to really come together in a girl-centric ecosystem in a virtual space um, to really build community and learn from and with each other. Nice. That's really neat to hear the reach that your program is having. And I'm wondering how that reach extent, extends beyond getting girls interested in STEM fields. Like what other benefits does that program bring to the participants? Mm. Oh my goodness. So many. Um, And I think it's also, sometimes we forget about the adults as well too. So first off, you know, what we hear from educators is, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I first started and I thought this was a really cool program that I would do after school, but I found some connections to my curriculum in my everyday classroom. And we're like, yes, that's what we want to hear. You know, you're developing global competencies in your classroom. You're helping students navigate computational thinking in your everyday classroom. So it's not just a, if I've got time, kind of fun after school activity, you're seeing the connection to the classroom. Um, Also, I would say um, for the mentors, so for Dell mentors, Microsoft mentors, Intel mentors, the feedback we always hear from them is, oh my goodness, these girls are amazing. I got so much out of this opportunity to connect with them. I learned so much about our future generation. They taught me so much because so often adults, they're scared of Minecraft. Um, And so actually the girls end up being the teacher and they teach us how to use Minecraft because I'm the first to raise my hand and say, I'm not that great, right? But I'm willing to open up and take a risk and have them teach me um, how to use um, the different tools. That's so awesome. So what else would you like our listeners to know about the Girls Who Game program? Mm -hmm. Wide open question. Whatever you want to share. Yeah, so a couple things. Um, Again, we want to scale this program, right? Like this is a a free program that we offer in partnership with Microsoft and Intel. And so what comes with it is if, if they need devices, we give them devices. We have professional learning to really support the educators. Um, the girls get swag. We have mentors. And so really we see it as a win-win. And so we're, again, we just want people to spread the word. You know, if you're on social, follow the hashtag girls who game. Um, and you can just start kind of seeing what we're doing with our different clubs. Secondly, I would also say, I mentioned this before, but customization that, you know, at the heart of everything we do is making sure our girls get the best experience possible. And so we know that not every single club looks the same, right? So, you know, other iterations of our Girls Who Game clubs, we've done, um, for example, in Kentucky, we're actually connecting University of Kentucky with a district club. And so we're really building that community. We're also connecting them with the local parks and recreation community as well, too. So so the girls are able to see it's much more of a community. You know, we, we always tell them, like, think globally, but act locally. And so now they're re- actually really seeing how they're uh they're, how they're able to solve a problem in their community that's actually going to impact community members. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you so much. I think we have a lot of great information. And it sounds like if you want to get started, you can go to, you said Dell.com, which mm-hmm. takes us to our next segment, which is our toolkit. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What, what is in the toolkit? Uh, what's in the toolkit? Check it out. Um, so I guess I put that one in the toolkit already. You can go to Dell.com and you can find out more about girls who game. Paul, do you have something else to add to our toolkit? Yeah, I picked on what picked up on what Kendall said, uh, hashtag girls who game. So if you want to follow on social, you can follow with that hashtag. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to add in our toolkit, Kendall? Uh, email girlswhogame at Dell.com. Okay. Perfect. Well, we have one more segment, Kendall, and that's called our one thing. So we're going to jump into that. It's time for that one thing. So in this segment, we get a chance to share one thing that is kind of resonating with us from our conversation. So Rena, we're going to let you go ahead and start. I just think of where we started with the quote, but to really have well, anyone, children, see themselves in something, it has to be authentic and meaningful to them. So I appreciate how this program creates opportunity to make those connections that are really truly authentic and have meaning to your participants, and then it can grow from there. And what I'm thinking from the conversations, I'm just so impressed with how the program allows these girls to excel mm-hmm. within this community of, of girl gamers and how it's helping them grow and letting other people see the wonderful skills and attributes that they have. I just see, I can picture them blossoming in this. And I also stood out to me as the uh, think globally, act locally. I love that idea of bringing the action back home, close to home, so it's really meaningful to the kids. Kendall, do you want to share like one last thought with our listeners? What's what's your one thing that's on your mind? Um, just that girl-centric ecosystem, really trying to continue to build a safe and supportive community for our girls so that they can continue to shine. That's so important. Well, Kendall, I just want to thank you. Very important. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Y'all, we're on different time zones, but we made this work. We both have three kids in the background. We made it work, so I appreciate. We've got you the whole country the covered, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, we got, no, West, got central, and of- east. <laughs> I guess I'm going to let my kids get some ice cream at, uh, late at night because they were quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, I, thanks for sharing your story and so much information. Um, I know I look forward to checking out some of those resources, and so do our listeners. So thanks again. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Kendall. Thanks for listening to Unpacking Education. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org, where you can discover resources to support student agency, equity, and academic tenacity to create a classroom for future-ready learners. We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Unpacking Education. And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thank you for all you do. You make a difference.